Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello, and welcome to another episode of BWFA's podcast. I am Larry Post, Senior Financial Planner and Senior Tax Advisor, and with me today is Tyler Klug, Financial Planner. And today's topic is regarding financial planning and more importantly, estate planning and why it's very important to have generational estate and financial planning. And in other words, what we're talking about is involving your children and or grandchildren, or if you're working upstream, your, grand, your parents and or your children, why is this important to have them involved either in the process or after you finalize your planning, having time to meet with those children, grandchildren, and explain what you are trying to accomplish. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of that, why it's important, what you try to accomplish, and then the how-to. So I'll um, ask Tyler to maybe start off with some of the reasons why it's important to involve your children and or grandchildren in that process from the standpoint of not necessarily asking them what they want, obviously, but maybe just I've finished my plans, I've signed my wills, my trust or my um, health care directives, powers of attorney, and, and now uh, instead of, I always use the example if anybody's seen the movie Mr. Deeds, when he found out he inherited all the money um, at the will reading. And uh, that doesn't take place anymore. We don't have will readings. So why is it important to, I guess, let them know what's going on well before you pass? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks, Larry. Um, I think first, well, it's, it's very important, obviously, to first and foremost, create those documents yourself so you have them in place. Um, but once you do create those, um, you know, taking that next step and, and considering what that next step looks like for your specific family and your situation is important because... You know, in the example where you have children or, you know, but other heirs, um, you know, number one, you want to try to probably avoid creating any potential tension or, you know, any, you know, reducing any potential legal issues or conflicts that might occur between children. You know, obviously money can be a touchy subject. Um, and so when there's inheritances involved, if things are slightly different depending on who you're leaving money to and if it's not being split 50-50 for various reasons, and I'll give an example in a moment of that. Uh, that I've seen myself, but um, if that's the case, you know, sometimes there could be some serious conflict that arises between siblings or cousins or family members, and so sometimes having that family summit up front while you're still living, um, maybe not necessarily giving them the specific dollar amounts at that meeting, but just letting them know why you're doing and why you've constructed your estate plan a certain way, and the reasons behind that might help alleviate some of that tension down the road and make that way everybody is on the same page and people understand it. That way there's no surprises. Um, part of that discussion also, the other importance is, you know, explaining roles and responsibilities. Uh, and this is certainly something, you know, we can help uh, with as your as financial advisors. Um, we do this with our clients frequently, um, just having, you know, the family information meeting. Um, but it's describing really the what the roles and responsibilities are. What does it mean to be a power of attorney? What does it mean, you know, to to be a trustee? Um, you know, having having that meeting and explaining what your estate planning looks like. Again, not necessarily just with the the numbers. You can exclude that, but just letting people know who's going to fill roles. So if you have three children and you decided to name one of them 
um, trustee. You know, maybe it's worthwhile to explain to each of your children why you named that one child to be the trustee who's going to be, you know, managing the trust uh, afterwards. It's still for all three of the children's benefit potentially, but maybe maybe one of your children is is very financially savvy and capable or wants to be uh, be that role. So again, it's just trying to to be proactive about that um, ahead of the game ahead of time before any potential conflict could arise. Uh, you know, I did see an example unfortunately where. You know, it, it's kind of complicated, but there was a, a grandfather who had two kids and, and grandkids, and he had ended up um, gifting one of his children, uh, or not gifting, but lending one of his children some money uh, to buy their home. And that was many, many years ago. Well, that loan was still outstanding, and actually my, the, the child actually passed away, and, and he had his own children, so there was, you know, an, uh, the, the grandchildren. Well, when the grant came time and the grandfather passed away, the loan was still outstanding, and he had written in his will, he actually wrote out that side of the family only because there was still an outstanding balance on the loan, which was fairly significant. So he said, you know what, the inheritance, any inheritance would go to the other side. It wasn't because he didn't love you know, his grandchildren on, on the side where he had given, provided the loan, but it was just because there was a significant balance still, still owed, and he wanted to make sure that the other family uh, was taken care of because really what was that effectively for that one family they really just received their inheritance early um, but what we saw was those cousins on that side um, or the grandchildren on that side lost touch and completely disowned the, the cousins and the aunt and uncle on the other side um, because they thought that you know they were you know trying to be greedy and keep all of the money for themselves um, so and that really just wasn't the case so again if there was a family summit or some type of way where they the grandfather had described to that family why he was doing that, why he listed that in his will. Um, I think that could have alleviated, unfortunately, uh, you know, that unfortunate circumstance where the families lost touch. Uh, so lots, lots of different reasons why it's very important, I think, to, to explain, you know, what your estate planning looks like. Right, and, and you see that I once worked with a family, five siblings, and they were fighting over twenty dollars, and a fee. To have something done so that's important and i think the other thing that we kind of should just dovetail just slightly on is that another advantage on generational planning is to really reduce the overall family's estate taxes conceivably legal costs probate costs um, because it does have an impact so if mom and dad have a great plan in place and it's going to distribute out in certain ways whether it's through trust or outright it can can have an impact on their children's plans because you're going to be receiving assets in a certain way so you may want to set them up in a different way and I'll give a quick example there we had a um, I worked with a very wealthy family and the uh, matriarch the mother the, the father had already passed away the mother um, uh, had set up assets were going to go to her son um, she had three children and they were going to go to the children so he was banking on getting these assets and then um, so he did his own estate planning and he put most of his assets in trust for the benefit of his children so he really gave away a lot of his assets knowing he was going to be inheriting a fairly substantial sum well lo and behold his mother decided that my son isn't as great at saving money as he is at spending it so she then put money for her son into trust, where he was limited in how much he could take. She passed away, he gets it in trust, didn't realize it, and he had already given his money away. 
So now he battled with us as trustees to get more money constantly because he really had nothing in his name because he had done his own estate planning not knowing what his mother's estate plan had changed. And he blamed it on the attorney and the trustees trying to finagle him out of his money. Now, I will tell you it worked out for the best because he would have spent every last dime had it not been protected. But I think the point is that you have to have the conversation about what you're doing because it does impact what your children, especially as you get older and your children get older. So I think that's key there. And the overall estate tax and legal costs, you can reduce that if everybody knows everything's working in tandem. Um, and so I guess, Tyler, the last question is, I think you alluded to it already, but, you know, how do you do this? I know a lot of people would be a little gun-shy to say, hey, this is how much money we have to 25 or 30-year-olds. So I guess there's probably different things you can do. Absolutely. I think there's a few different things. Um, number one uh, could be to create a, what we call a letter of instruction. And it's kind of a, just a letter that you could give to your children or heirs either now or you know, again, at your passing, that could spell out some of these things. Um, but again, as I mentioned previously, you could have the, a couple different meetings at different times, uh, but maybe like the informational meeting, we could call it, uh, just to go over those more, more generalities of your estate documents, not getting in the weeds. Um, or the family summit, which is maybe a bigger meeting with the whole family and maybe a little bit more specifics when that time is right, where you're getting into maybe dollar amounts, if that's what you want to do, and kind of explain that to the kids. Um, all of those three things, you know, we, we here at Buffet can help you with and help you help be part of those types of meetings or help you think about how to create that letter. Uh, so I think, you know, those are just three potential uh, examples of right. how you could start to think about uh, how to have this meeting and, and start having right. those conversations with your kids or heirs. No, I, great advice. I, I've been part of a lot of these, especially at the family summit where you make everybody leave their phone at the door. Uh, especially the millennials who want to spend their time on the phone, we make them leave the phone at the door and be really part of the meeting. And if you make it so they're part of the process, it's so much better. And future generations and the family, it just works out so much better, less fighting. So hopefully this um, gave you a little bit more guidance for those of you who are done or in the process of going through the estate planning. I think it's important to notify your children and have that meeting, whether you want to be specific or not, is entirely up to you. I think over time you may want that, so they'll know where all the assets are, what the values are, and, and they can do their own planning as well. Obviously, when we work with clients, we obviously don't divulge anything that the clients don't want us to, uh, and we also don't always assume that you're going to get an inheritance. So you may have the conversation and tell your kids what it's worth, but they shouldn't uh, rest their plan on inheriting a certain dollar amount because that's bad financial sense. So um, I hope this was good and we look forward to uh, talking at another time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.